we're certainly seeing consumer confidence and the air of inflation, even though it's improved, it's still impacting consumers and how they plan to buy. I'm Daphne Howland. And I'm Danny James, and we're reporters at Retail Dive. This is our podcast where we look into the biggest retail trends shaping the industry. We talk about what traditional retailers are up to, what's happening in the DTC space, and everything in between. Plus, we'll be talking to some industry experts along the way. This is The Backroom. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of The Backroom. Today we are talking about the holidays, which in 2023, I think are proving to be a little bit more complicated than maybe a lot of retailers thought. With me today is my co-host, Danny James. Danny, let's start with something that has been basically, we've been talking about all year, but even probably close to two years, if not longer which is inflation. What is the research saying about how inflation might affect the holidays this year? Yeah, I think Deloitte recently came out with their 2023 holiday survey for retail, in which they survey over 4,000 U.S. consumers and also some retail industry leaders. And overall spend this year for budgets for consumers is expected to be a little over $1,600 on average. And that is the first time that we've really returned to pre-pandemic levels, they said, in terms of holiday budget spend on gifts. So on the one hand, someone might look at that, be like, oh, that's great. People are going to be spending more. A lot of this is not necessarily consumer confidence. I think that's the big note. It's more so that consumers think things are going to cost more money. And in fact, they're planning to buy fewer gifts this year and spend more on gift cards and are looking for markdowns, according to Deloitte. So the gift card piece is interesting. I spoke to one of the analysts who conducted the survey with Deloitte, and she indicated to me that, yeah, a lot of the gift card interest this year, which which kind of saw a drop in the last several years, but is back up and booming now, that interest has a lot to do with inflation and people essentially trying to off-put the, the thought of inflation onto the gift receiver instead of having to think about it yourself because um, you're just going to buy the same amount of gift card that you could spend. And then whether or not the person is able to get the sweater they want with that gift card or they need to spend out of their own pocket alongside it, um, that burden is kind of on the receiver now. So we're certainly seeing consumer confidence and the air of inflation, even though it's improved, it's still impacting consumers and how they plan to buy. I could imagine that um, also if you get a gift card, you know, people might want to get, so you're talking about the advantages for the giver, mm-hmm. but the receiver might also appreciate it because it means in some cases they can wait until January when stuff is on major clearance. Oh, good point. Yeah, I hadn't thought about that. But as a receiver, if if you're not too impatient, that might be a good idea. Right. So you can meet that. um, I mean, for retail, there are all kinds of winter holidays for all kinds of traditions at this time of year. But the sort of retail shopping season, the deadline tends to be thought of as December 24th. So you can make that deadline with a gift card. But in January... is when the really big discounts tend to come. 
I think something else interesting from the Deloitte piece that that could give people an insight into to what consumers are thinking is the breakup and year over year spend increase depending on your socioeconomic status and, and like middle to low income mm-hmm. people versus higher income individuals. Deloitte is reporting that shoppers earning less than 50K a year expect their spend to increase 11% year over year this season. But shoppers earning between 100 and 200K every year, that's their annual income, they're expecting to increase their budget by just 2%. So where we're seeing the increase is really with middle to like higher middle class people, as opposed to the real, real top dollar folks. The other thing that has sort of shown up all year as we report out, you know, the retail sales monthly reports from the Department of Commerce is that people are spending money on experiences. So when we do our monthly retail sales reports, we strip out things like gas and auto and restaurant and restaurants have been getting more of those dollars and people are willing to forego things for dining out, maybe travel. And it sounds like some reports are indicating that that could be the story at the holidays too. It's interesting you say that because something the Deloitte analyst mentioned to me that's also in the study that I, I think speaks to kind of like this mindset of like, are consumers thinking about experiences or are they mostly thinking about goods? People are going to be spending a little more on themselves this year, according to the survey, not just on themselves, but even on decor for the holidays more than the past few years. So I think part of that is people are really ready to to host this year, you know, and have those like shared experiences, more social experiences. That's interesting because that's a category that has not been doing well for several months now. Home home mm-hmm. furniture, people really kind of fixed up their homes during the pandemic. And then there was this fall off, you know, kind of a rebound effect where they had nice things in their homes. But I guess the holidays is a different story, especially if, as you say, people are gathering again. And I know something else is kind of hitting the holiday time period here that you've reported on a bit um, over the past year, Daphne, which is student loan repayment, right, is coming back after years of people really not needing to, to spend hundreds of dollars on it every month. So can you remind me, you know, what the thinking was in the months leading up to the holidays about how that might impact the retail space? So this, I would say student loans has been mentioned in several analyst reports for a couple of months now, at least. And and I don't know about you, I'm seeing dire warnings and I'm seeing much more, um, no, this is not going to be a big deal. And I'm I'm not really sure if it's that the dire warnings aren't panning out. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's a little early for that. As we record, uh, I'm not sure how many student loan payment plans have kicked back in. Right. So um, it might be a little too early for us to it might really be a, know. a little too early. And there was one analyst who said regarding the September retail sales report that per usual, lower income households are going to be more affected when once they do have to resume. The other reason why, I don't know the scale of things exactly, but another reason why it might not have quite the effect that 
was feared several weeks ago is that the Biden administration has been announcing student debt relief anyway. They have found ways to provide relief that I guess passes muster with the Supreme Court decision that overturned the program that had been set up. Right. I think there's still, you know, some developments there and and we'll see how they actually pan out. I know in the Deloitte survey, 17% of respondents said that they had student loans to repay this fall. And for those starting to repay those student loans, nearly half are cutting back on their holiday spend and travel expenses in general. But, you know, when I spoke to the analyst, um, we spoke about that as a predictor survey, right? Like it's not hard data. It's not like we're saying people did spend less in the holidays. This is a prediction piece and it's consumer perception. So something I know I've been looking at with those numbers is viewing it as, okay, are people providing these answers to surveys based on mentally where they at, they're at financially right now, which is they haven't started to pay back the loans yet. So maybe they haven't factored in the change that much. So we'll have to see I think how it really impacts the holidays once the Black Friday has passed and some of the other major uh, religious holidays have gone by, because I think people, people's perception of what their budget is going to be versus you know how much money they have in their pocket, we'll have to see. Uh, there's definitely an argument going on because some analysts are saying this is not panning out, and others, you know, UBS at least several weeks ago was saying, yeah, you're underestimating the impact it's going to have. To the extent that it does, it seems like apparel retailers are going to take the brunt of it. Mm, why is that? I I guess um, it's probably just such a major item at the like a holidays. Discre- it's truly like discretionary sometimes. Right. Um, as opposed to like a big ticket, like, you know, you save up to get a TV during the holidays. Right. Okay, so... UBS said brands like American Eagle, Crocs, Foot Locker, Canada Goose, Gap, Gap Inc., meaning everyone, Nordstrom, Nike, Under Armour, and Victoria's Secret are especially at risk. That's so funny you mentioned Canada Goose because they don't really fit in line with the the same economic demographic as those other brands, (laughs) despite also being apparel, but they are luxury and, and very expensive. So interesting that they would be impacted potentially in that way. I know for the holiday season, we just reported on this, Canada Goose got downgraded by uh, Cohen and then also I think it was Wells Fargo, partially because of macroeconomic factors in China, which is a big market for them. But in regards to the holiday season, this is their biggest quarter, of course, analysts are looking at the change in climate throughout the globe and that the warmer weather, we're expected to have a very warm weather season, which could be good for travel, but bad for a company that focuses on outerwear and especially winter wear. So just another factor to, to play into the holiday season and what we can expect with consumer buying habits. It's always pretty stark when you see what effect weather can have on retail sales. Mm-hmm. It, it can be really major. And I think that in areas of the country where there are changes of seasons, which sounds like you know, you're talking about having less of a change of season. Though Those are, for retailers, those are opportunities. People put away one set of clothes and they need another set of clothes. That means new clothes this season and then more new clothes the next season. If you don't need as much, 
different, you know, ways to dress, then it's sort of, it's sort of the weather version or the climate version of, you know, not needing to dress up at work as much anymore. You know, you just don't need that variability in your closet. That means you don't need as much stuff. Right. So yeah, I think it will be interesting to see how that impacts apparel. And I know Canada Goose is trying to expand their offerings. So I won't be surprised if over the next few years, just in general, we see brands really try to become all year round brands if they're not already. And I know something else with the holidays we were talking about is holiday hiring rates across retailers. Every year, you know, the the brands come out with all of the hires that they're looking for for seasonal workers. And I know this year we've seen not really a consistent pattern in, you know, are people hiring more or less or the same? I think it's really all across the board. I don't know what you think, Daphne, but I saw Macy's is hiring a little less than they did last season, but Amazon is hiring quite a bit more than they did last season. So it's really all across the board. It is interesting, you know, as NRF put out their prediction or their their research around where people are going to shop at the holidays e-commerce was probably the top. Now, that doesn't just mean Amazon. It means could mean the e-commerce of department stores and discount stores, you know. So there's overlap there. But it's interesting. It's kind of an interesting game that retailers are playing. I don't know if it's because it's difficult to find people to work, which, which has been true for a while. Well, I know Deloitte's survey kind of mirrored something similar, which is that consumers are this holiday season are going to be prioritizing their existing favorite retailers and brands. So really not looking to explore maybe as much as they have in the past. And they also said, yeah, online only retailers are going to be where most of the spend is happening. Really minimal spend geared towards department stores warehouse clubs. Um, I know department stores, and you've reported on this quite a bit, but they just throughout the years during the holiday season, less and less traffic going there. I mean, department stores used to be synonymous with the holidays. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, malls kind of took over that role to some extent. But I think with e-commerce and just other options, off-mall options, I think, that has really changed. And what do you think about the resale market and just like discounts and markdowns in general this year? I know certainly price is clearly on consumers' minds and you've covered the resale beat quite a bit. I would say that, you know, anytime consumers are strapped for cash, which it's on everybody's mind and it seems to be across income levels, but obviously lower income levels are going to have to be more creative. And, you know, resale is something that is hugely popular, accepted, desired by younger generations. And younger generations also tend to be lower income households. Mm -hmm. So I, I have a feeling that resale and maybe even, you know, flea market fines or, you know, craft fair fines and things like that might be a go-to for maybe lower income households and younger consumers too. Yeah. And I think on the, on the point about younger consumers, 
Shopify and Gallup, they did their own holiday gift budget survey this year, and they found that 48% of Gen Z consumers from the survey plan to buy at least some of their gifts through social media this year, which is a lot greater than um, all U.S. consumers. So another channel that might have a little more emphasis this year, I know TikTok is trying to really be successful with their shop application and, and that part of their app. So to be determined how how big of an avenue that is for retailers this year. But it's certainly where some of the younger consumers are looking towards. I I am so curious about the social media situation because at least on Instagram, now it's so hard to even encounter a post by someone you follow because oh, yeah. there are so many ads. It I feel like a little bit the balance might be off because it just it's not what you're there for necessarily. I I wonder I wonder how it works and I don't know how you shop, but I wonder if people think, "Oh, I I'd like to shop right now, <laughs> so I'm going to go on Instagram." Or mm, I don't do that. Yeah, I I You think- know, I I don't, but I, I will say I discover new brands through Instagram, like just through natural, like people I follow. Agreed. Yeah. So that's definitely where I I find things. But when I shop, I I like have people in mind and I just go right to their website or store. I would be interested to talk to someone who could tell me if it does, it it always felt like a discovery thing. Like you're, you're there for one reason, but there are these things that seem kind of seem well targeted to you. So, and sometimes you'll stop and and check stuff out. Um, But if there are so many ads that it interrupts your flow of the reason that you're there, which is to see posts from people you follow, does it actually discourage use of the app? Well, I will say, um, not that I'm unfamiliar with the app, but I actually don't use TikTok, even though I'm technically Gen Z. (laughs) Um, So I do have a little bit of a learning gap missing there, but I actually spoke to a college student recently, um, which kind of makes me feel older than I think I am. (laughs) But I spoke to a college student recently who was just interviewing me actually about journalism. Um, And she was telling me about TikTok shop and how she has been sucked into buying a bunch of random stuff on there through its new shopping like application and how she's just like making really random discretionary purchases because TikTok shop has like a lot of it's all content creator oriented and like there's just tons of videos of people reviewing things um some of it is sponsored Mm -hmm. some of it not directly per se but at least from that one true gen z consumer i spoke to um it seems like TikTok might operate and be more influential on some shopping habits than than people expect. Very interesting. Well, um, back to this question of hiring at the holidays. I mean, I I do think that the holidays are a time when people like going to stores. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if, you know, it can be experiential unto itself, going shopping, you know, the stores, the streets are decorated and fun and lit up and everything. And I wonder if there's, if the holiday hiring plans interfere with that, because if you don't have enough people working in the stores, people are definitely going to just turn around and order stuff online. Oh yeah. Yeah. It'll be interesting. I think a lot of people might think they don't want to go to the stores as much. And then 
perhaps in reality they do during the holidays because like you said it is almost like a social experience to a degree especially like I know when I was younger a lot of my friends families like they made a whole trip to the mall together so I do think there there's still like a good space for stores and certainly the store channel is not dead during this period looking forward and and looking more I think broadly at the holiday season and more globally I know Daphne we were talking about how there's obviously a lot of geographical and like political conflict happening in the world right now. Ukraine, Russian war, the current war that's developing between uh, Gaza and Israel. So I'm wondering if you think that'll have an impact on the holiday season to come. I think over overall, you know, if retailers thought that the post-pandemic period would be a return to normalcy, it's not turning out to be that way. Mm-hmm. For one thing, the pandemic meant a lot of federal relief that is literally has been petering out and depleting in the past couple of months for a lot of households. So mm-hmm. the downside of the height of the pandemic being over financially for a lot of households and then you know, as a consequence to retailers is that savings is are really going down. And then I agree. I, I think the the headlines, not just the sort of horrific stories that are coming across internationally, but also just the sort of dysfunction that we're seeing in our own government is not it's not exactly, you know, inspiring and already, I think um, someone was clocking, I think it was global data, was clocking a downturn in consumer confidence at the end of September. I just don't think that the the brutal headlines help with that at all. No, certainly. The holidays will look very different for people this year as these conflicts continue to develop and based on where you are in the world and your proximity, both geographically, but also personally and emotionally to these to these problems and the horrific headlines, as you said. So takes away, um, rightfully so, takes away airtime from, I think, a lot of the typical holiday marketing, you know, speech and, and, you know, campaigns that we see this season. So it will be interesting to see how the state of politics in the U.S., state of politics across the world um, impacts sales this year and overall just holiday cheer. So the other thing, though, is, and maybe it's a flip side if there is such a thing, is that this time of year, many of the celebrations from all kinds of different traditions involve lights. And mm-hmm. maybe it's also a time of reflection and gathering and family and lights. And so it could be that it's an opportunity for everyone to take a breath. It would be great if the people at war and the people in Congress could maybe do that. So that could help everyone have a better holiday season if people sort of maybe watched the Charlie Brown special and thought about what's important. So I don't know how that translates to retailers, but we are continuing to cover the holidays. Danny, you have a holiday preview coming out, I believe. Right, right. It'll be out um, about a week before the Black Friday, Cyber Monday 
weekend, if we can call it that anymore. <laughs> it's more of like two weeks at this point. Um, and then we will, of course, have one of our reporters uh, on the beat the day of, you know, after Black Friday, giving you some re- real time numbers. So something to look forward to. So just in a few days from this podcast is Halloween, which is it's a sort of a little bit of a precursor. People spend money on candy and costumes and gifts even, I think, at Halloween. So we'll just be following it all. This episode of The Backroom was produced and edited by Caroline Jansen. Please be sure to like, rate, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.